Hello friends, I am back. I have missed you. For those of you um, that have noticed, I took the month of September off of recording new podcasts. I absolutely love this avenue of communicating with you guys, but I had a lot going on and I just needed to have a little bit more space in my calendar to be able to tackle some things uh, with just, you know, a good amount of energy and not feel fried. And so I gave myself permission to take a break and um, it was wonderful and I'm back. So this episode and the next one were kind of going off script a little bit, a little bit different. They're a little more personal, but um, I think you guys are going to enjoy the conversations. Um, I've pulled on Instagram to kind of get topics that you all are interested in, and I think because this year has been so different than we maybe had planned, um, a lot of you are wanting a lot more personal content in addition to the marketing stuff. So one of the questions that I got asked a lot on Instagram when I would post videos, people were asking if I had lost weight or what was I doing. And so since so many of you seemed interested, I thought I would share my journey. So anytime I'm like going through something or learning something and it seems beneficial, I, I want to share it with you guys. So let me kind of go back. When um, COVID and quarantine first started, I found myself going between two reactions involving food. One was days that I was stressed, um, which kind of were all days. But days where I was stressed and unsure of what to do, I was eating all the things. So from morning till night, I felt like I was eating. I was, you know, just eating till I wasn't feeling good. And then um, it was kind of like a nervous thing. And then on other days, um, I was working on kind of making some changes to the business to make sure that we were responding as best as we could to just all the changes and to what our clients needed. On those days, I would go till four or five o'clock and realize I hadn't eaten. So both days I was just not feeling good. Like I would either feel overstuffed and or the opposite where like I would realize by five o'clock I had a massive headache and just not feeling myself. And so I did that for about 30 days and then I kind of had this conversation with myself and as I say that I really hope that you guys talk to yourself too. But I said, you know, Barbara, you don't know how long this is going to be. It's obviously more than just a few weeks. And since this time is going to pass anyway, it's up to you on how you come out on the other side. And I knew that if I kept going down the path I was going, I was not going to feel good six, eight months later. And so I thought, okay, when else am I going to have this opportunity to put a little bit more of a focus on my health and on what I'm eating and my moving my body? Now, to be fair, I have always felt like for the last, let's say, 10 or 15 years that I'm fairly healthy. I try to eat good food. I try to eat, you know, whole foods. I'm, I'm an active person, but... I, just like anybody else, get into habits where I don't, you know, I don't feel good. To be fair, to kind of share, we built a house the last few years, we moved. It was just a lot going on at the time, at the same time running a business. So I had some weight that had kind of crept up that just became the new norm. And it wasn't, you know, a huge deal. I wasn't crazy uncomfortable. But when I stopped to realize that I thought, hey, I could feel better. So what did I do? Well, I follow this um, health coach on Instagram, and I just liked her style. I liked her personality, and so I thought, what the heck? Let me let me see what she offers. And um, you know, I'm all about having a coach for a business coach. You know, I've in the past I've had a personal trainer to teach me some things, and once I learn, I'm like, okay, I can do this on my own. But I'd never had a health and you know nutrition coach. So I reached out to uh, Dr. Jacqueline Booley and um, just kind of saw what she does. I realized it was about macros, but now I've been following her for a while. So her approach just seemed very doable. It was very like part of her way. She's a great cook. She's funny. No nonsense. You know, very much my kind of gal. So I reached out and I did a consult with her. And I realized that I just wanted to work with her. And I thought it would be for just a couple of months at the most. Well, Fast forward, started this journey over the last six months. I've lost pretty much close to 10 pounds that I've kept pretty steady. Some days it's 11, but you know how that goes. Um, and a little more than nine inches all over my body. So 
clothes that were tight no longer are tight. But I don't want to just focus on that part because that was like, that was a bonus. But man, I just started feeling better. I, she taught me a lot. I learned a lot about food, kind of some of the choices that were good choices that I was making before, like eating an entire avocado, which is like delicious and it has health benefits, but just learning how to put some of those things in perspective and how to, you know, um, make the best choices for myself. So every month I learned something new with her and it was more than just weight loss. It was a lot of just like, what are my triggers and why do I make certain choices? And what are these like little things that sometimes I think about that stop me from reaching maybe a goal that I have? So my experience was so good. And then I had so many people ask me about it that I thought, well, I, I mean, I can tell you what she told me or we can just have her come on and talk. So that is what this episode is all about. Um, she's not just talking about my experience. She's talking to her method and her coaching style. And I just think she offers some tidbits that everyone can use. So if you feel like COVID got you so stressed, you don't feel physically the way that you want to feel, you want to make some changes. I hope this is a conversation that just at least opens up possibilities for you. I mean, I've been a person that um, always felt like I couldn't lose a good amount of weight or you know, and, and again, it's not just about the weight because I just feel so much better. And, um, I kind of know now when I'm making choices, it's because I'm making the choice. I'm not letting kind of the day dictate the choices that I'm making. And I still have bad days and all of that. So I need to zip it, right? This is the part where I talk too much. Let's get into this interview with Jacqueline Boulay. I think it's at Boulay, I think is how you say it. And you guys are going to love her. She's so much fun. Let's go. Welcome to the Marketing Home, Marketing You podcast, a show for busy multifamily and real estate professionals that want to kick butt in their careers without sacrificing their lives or their sanity. Week after week, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing brings you quality conversations with industry leaders, mini marketing workshops, and step-by-step -step guides on everything marketing, business, and career growth. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some outside-the-box ideas from the girl that lives inside the shipping container box. Well, Jacqueline, I have to tell you, I am over the moon to have you on today. I have had such a, a great personal experience in working with you that I was honored when you agreed to come on the podcast today. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to be on with you today, Barbara. I am just excited to be here to share a little bit about your story and about how I, you know, my approach to lifestyle change and how people might be able to take one or two little tips or tricks that we chat about today and apply it to their life. Exactly. And that's what I love. So in our marketing business, we always talk about doing small things and implementing them over time and you'll see the results in your business. So specifically, we work with apartment communities a little bit at a time. They make changes and they start to see that momentum. So for me personally, I like I was telling you a little bit before we started recording, I followed you on Instagram. I loved your style. And I love that it just seemed doable. And so that has been my experience in working with you since the end of April. And so I wanted to share that because part of the marketing home marketing you podcast is the, the you part, the personal part. And um, for me, you know, I've had lots of people reach out. They're saying, what have you been doing? You know, I'm, I'm on Zoom all the time and I'm sometimes do the Instagram stories. And so I'm surprised that people could tell, but um, I thought, okay, I looked back and right before we got on, I'm like, I've lost a little over eight pounds since working with you. I've lost nine and a half inches. And the crazy part is this has not seemed hard at all. So I, I would love for you just to dig in a little bit about why your approach is different and, and how you kind of tackle working with people. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, congratulations on your success. <laughs> and let's deem that as, yes, there's an aesthetic success, but there's a mindset success change. And so let's bring it back to what you were sharing with about small changes. There's a book that I adore. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it really sounds to me in your marketing business and in my business, if you really make it an ideal thing to connect to one small change that will lead up to a series of larger changes over time, that's how it's going to feel like it's not painful. It's not going to feel super uncomfortable. You were saying, 
you know, it wasn't hard, but it wasn't also easy because guess what? Change isn't easy, but making it doable, like you said, or approachable and saying, okay, if I have this end goal in mind, and maybe you knew, maybe you didn't know that you had a poundage goal or an aesthetic goal, or maybe a strength goal or a lifestyle goal, but you can put that out there and then you can work backwards. And when you break it down into smaller little pieces that you're consistent with every single day, that's the approach that I take with my clients. If you throw, you know, when I do my consult calls, if somebody says, well, I want to lose 30 pounds and in, in two months, I'm saying, well, I'm not your person. I'm not your girl. Yeah. Let's, let's wrap our minds around a year and let me tell you why. I'm going to teach you how to eat for life. I'm going to teach you how to build a balanced plate. This is not fast fat loss. Who even came up with that idea, actually? Um, putting a timeline on ourselves in that circumstance, I think, only sets us up for failure. So instead, and I, by the way, I talk about that because I was that girl. I've been on a diet since I was 14. I'm 40 years old. Um, it breaks my heart to think back that that was always the case. So of my own trials and tribulations in the let's lose weight by restricting and being, doing it fast or whatever that may be, I really decided I needed to find an approach that was sustainable, that allowed me to hit the bumps, but pick myself back up and keep moving. Once I figured that out, I thought, oh my gosh, I had to share this with the world. How can I not only share this, but then encourage people and support them and coach them during it when the sticky spots happen, like quarantine, or <laughs> your gym is closed, or you don't have access to groceries. Um, so that's my approach. Definitely, it really lends down to, let's take a look at what your overall goal is. Let's work backwards and make small, consistent changes that lead to a longer lasting lifestyle change. I think that's, that's exactly what attracted me and what I've actually found to be true in working with you. And I love that you talked about your journey because I, when, I, when I followed you on Instagram, it, it wasn't like you were ever, you were always conscious about having a healthy lifestyle, but you really saw a lot of change when you, when you shifted. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because you were, you were someone that worked out, that ate well, or, you know, did all the things that you were supposed to do. And it seemed like you weren't getting the results that you wanted. What shifted? Oh, I love that you brought that up because I think this resonates for so many people, especially women, probably like in the 30 to 50 year old age range. Let me share with you why. So by training, I'm a chiropractor. We have nutrition for two semesters in school. Not to mention, I grew up in a home where my mother cooked. We made nutritious meals. And so it was always my passion, food and nutrition, and also fitness I got into later in life. So in my time of trying to figure out my body, um, I was doing CrossFit five to six days a week. Then I added in a spin class. Um, I, was, I, I really loved to live by a label of dietary lifestyle. I thought mm -hmm. if I lived as a vegetarian, as a vegan, as a high raw vegan, as a pescatarian, as a paleo person, strict paleo, that I was gonna magically land the body of my dreams. And that was never the case. I would lose weight, I would gain weight, I would white knuckle through it by all the rules that were instilled by these lifestyles. Um, and then I was good or bad based on if I made the weight loss or based on if I, you know, was sticking to the rules and avoiding oils or certain nuts or certain vegetables, whatever it may be. Um, and that was setting me up for punishment and for mm -hmm. failure. And honestly, for terrible negative self-talk. And that got exhausting. My mind started getting so sad. Not to mention, I was 30 pounds overweight, but I was doing all the right things. Right. Um, that's when I really pumped the brakes. My, I, I, I was exhausted. My body was carrying excess fat. I was inflamed. I was having chronic low back pain. As a chiropractor, this is mortifying to admit. <laughs> but I was looking at my body and I was like, something's not right. I'm seeing physically an imbalance in the muscles. I need to help myself. But with my tail between my legs, because I thought, you know, who's a coach to hire a coach? Like, I should know this. What, you know, I'm a, and I started to say, I'm a failure. I'm wrong because I don't know this and I should have had this figured out. But I recently listened to an amazing podcast 
I know that all coaches, the best in the best of the world, have coaches. They have teams. They don't work alone. So I decided, okay, I'm going to hire somebody who's going to help me figure out the balance for me. So I did a 180, and this scares the crap out of people all the time. I stopped working out six days a week, and I started working out three. I cut my workouts in 50%. I gave my adrenals a rest. I gave my brain a rest. I gave my body a rest. And instead of just saying it's a rest day, I changed the nomenclature and I call it a recovery day. Which is huge. It's like the language that you use. It's almost like you're working, like that is part of the the process. It's like, oh, I'm doing a check mark in the process by changing the name. Yeah, I love that you said that, a check mark in the process, because part of your process is now to recover. I'm giving you that permission. When we give ourselves permission, that's when the magic truly happens. That can be permission in less exercise. That can be permission is, guess what? I ate carrot cake for breakfast this morning with my coffee, okay? And I'm having sushi for lunch. That's sashimi. That's called balance, right? Right. And that's what I teach my clients to do. There is zero guilt in me eating that coffee cake with cream cheese frosting this morning or carrot cake. It was incredible, but I understand how to balance it out. And that's the difference, right? Before, when I was strict paleo, couldn't eat it. Oh, that frosting probably has canola oil in it. You know, it has gluten in it. Jackie, oh, you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. You should be off gluten and dairy. Listen, I'm not a robot, and I live by the 80-20 rule in my life because that's good for my mental health and then also for my physical health. So I try to help my clients find those wiggly spots and appreciate them and kind of lean into them because that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And when they get to the discomfort and they abut the but I should be super clean, super working out, super not resting, all of these things that we're stuck in the society with. Bless coronavirus for the fact that we all had to slow down for a second. This was a sign. So we're taking this, we're taking this moment and saying, all right, what do I get to do here now? What is my opportunity? My opportunity is maybe I'm going to learn how to do a different kind of fitness. Maybe I'm going to walk more. You know, there's so many things that we get to explore. So um, when I slowed down, three years ago this was, um, and worked with a coach, I lost the 30 pounds for good. I've been able to maintain that weight loss. I restructured my workout, so I work out less but get bigger results. I recover more. I have more kindness and love for my body than I ever have at the 40 years of age that I am. Best shape of my life. So when I hear women feel like they can't do it, I'm just like, let me help you. Let me show you how, and it doesn't have to be scary or without, right? Yeah, there's, there's so much that I want to kind of emphasize and highlight that you said that was so good. I think for a lot of us women, especially if we're the, you know, many that type A achiever, go-getter, part of the whole thing is that I've got to, it's got to be hard to be successful. And so I, same thing, I was a spin junkie and thought, well, why am I not losing weight? I eat right. I, you know, and, um, but I was pushing my body so hard and almost like saying like, if you're not doing it hard, it, 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 it isn't good enough. So I think I love that you said that because I think so many will, women will hear that and they'll, they'll think, I'm doing those things. Why am I not losing weight? And the second piece that I love is the permission to say, you know, I think a lot of people know what they need to do, but having a coach for the accountability and somebody to guide you, it goes back to something I say a lot of time to our clients is just because you can do it all doesn't mean that you should do it all alone. And so to me, the coaching part was, um, is such a big deal. So can we talk a little bit, because, so just to kind of go back with what you said about COVID and quarantine, the first 30 days for me was like a free for all, like I'm going to eat and drink and do all the things like, because you don't know what's happening. And I thought, okay, I, this is, once I realized this was going to last a little bit, I'm like, I'm going to come out, I can come out of this one of two ways. I can take this time as like, where I don't have to see people and I can let it all go, or I can come out a different person, but for the good. And so that's when I reached out and we, you and I talked after our initial consultation, I have to be honest, the first little steps that you gave me, I thought this can't be enough. This like, there's gotta be more I have to do. So can you talk about the baby steps that you outline for people? I love that you outed yourself (laughs) because that makes it really relatable. 
I love always talking about the first few weeks with clients because people, like you said, you want to be pushed. You want to be challenged. I also know, like, let's just have a disclaimer here. When you hire a coach, you have to hire the right person for you. And it's not always the right fit. It's not always a love match. And so finding the right fit, I think, is integral. Um, so being able to have a consult call with somebody to see if you are a match, I think is super important. So that all to say, um, I tend to be, um, I'm a structured person. Mm -hmm. I'm more of a cheerleader and a lover. Uh, I give permission, but I push up and give a touch of tough love when somebody wants to give me resistance back. And I'm going to ask you to question yourself in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, okay. So we were talking about starting in the beginning and the small changes that we were starting with you in quarantine. Um, I think that when I ask my clients to really start in the beginning, it's, yes, I will give, okay, I say this. So just so people understand um, what it is that I really do, I help people find balance on and off their plate. So most people come to me with a goal of weight loss or an aesthetic physical change. Um, I usually push people to get beyond that. Um, I say, well, what about strength? What about um, lifestyle? What about sleep? What about scheduling? What about self-care? So then all of a sudden people are like, wait a minute, that's kind of not why I signed up with you. And I'm like, well, you're getting, it's more than just macros, hashtag. Right. Because guess what? You, any girl or guy out on the internet can sling macros at you, okay? Um, if that's what you want, I'm not your girl. But if you're saying, look, it's quarantine showed up and it said, uh, this is going to be emotional. This isn't just Oreos and wine for four weeks, okay? It's going to be that plus because now we're going to not be going to work. We're not going to be physically seeing other people. We're not going to be doing our regular social routine. And that gets to be the emotional piece. And when we start to peel back the layers of the onion and get to the core, that's when we really get to the kind of either darker, ugly stuff or the real reasons why we might be doing these behaviors. And then you get to decide what you want that to look like. I call it data gathering and information mm -hmm. observation. Because when you start to recognize, oh, I'm stressed out, so I'm gonna grab a glass of wine. Oh, I'm stressed out, I'm taking down a sleeve of Oreos. Oh, I can't hug my you know, niece, and so I'm gonna go you know, do this behavior or not work out and just sit on my couch all day. If we are honest, which I always say in my consults, look, the one rule I have is just be honest and don't lie to me. People, when they um, are tracking in my fitness pal, which I have a lot of my clients do, usually they're lying by a 30% margin of error. You can go ahead and do that, but you're not going to get anywhere you want. When you get real and honest and clear, then we can start making the changes and shifts. Now, this is a long-winded answer to your short question, but it's about small habit changes because if I just ask you to track in my fitness pal, that's fine. But if now I ask you, um, let's get in 7,000 steps a day. Let's get in 10,000 steps. What are you doing for self-care? Are you taking an hour on Sundays to meal prep? What are you doing? Are you journaling before you go to bed? What's your screen time look like? Have you considered the downtime feature on your phone? And people are like, what does this have to do with weight loss? I'm like, it has everything to do with weight loss. And because it, it has to do with mindset. And it has to do with stress level. And it has to do with comparisonitis. And it has to do with your whole experience in this world. Because really when people are overeating, they're not just overeating because they're hungry. They're usually, there's a void of something else. I always say I'm not a therapist and you got to have the autonomy to want to dig deeper. And that's the person who's going to have the most success with me is somebody who wants to do the deep, ugly work. So people either abut up to that and then they leave and they drop out or people embrace it, lean into it. And then I have clients who are losing 40 pounds right now because they've been doing this work for the last eight months and they're really digging in and hiring a therapist and doing their hikes and, you know, removing trigger foods and exploring their relationships with their partners or significant others. So it really is deeper and more than just mm -hmm. macros. But when I ask clients to start with the habits and we can dive into a few of the yeah. other habits too, that's when I think the shift in mindset happens. But people like will want to jump ship sometimes in the beginning. And oh, question, yeah. They question me. 
I, well, you know, I, you know, I know I did because I thought, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I, you know, I, I know this stuff. I teach some of this stuff, but it was so good to be held accountable and to be re-reminded of how it all ties together. And I love that you said that the triggers, the stress. So for the, the majority of our audience, these are property managers. So they're kind of just to give you like an example of their stress level, our property managers, they are, especially when this started, some of them were, yes, working from home, managing a community of two to 300 units. So that represents two to 300 families. Will they be able to pay rent? All the challenges that those families were having while homeschooling and doing all those things. And then when it was essential workers, well, they were allowed to go back to work and, you know, dealing with all the challenges, but still dealing with kids at home, how to find childcare. And so for a lot of the managers that I've talked to, they've said they've never been more stressed. They've, you know, they hear people talk about downtime. They haven't had it and they're not understanding, you know, how can I find time for self-care? And so what I loved about the small habits that you started with was that a lot of it focused on how this is going to be, um, like how taking that little bit of time or how thinking about what you're going to eat, that is self-care. It doesn't have to just be a bubble bath. It can be feeding yourself something really good or taking the time the night before to decide what you're going to eat because when the day's there, you're probably not going to make the best choice. And so I like the shift that you helped me make that was like, listen, self-care doesn't have to just be reading a book or doing that. It's like, all these other little things, that's going to be important for you too. 100%. I think um, when we kind of do, we talk about mainstream self-care, like facials and masks. And I did a manicure this morning. Yeah, that's cute. But you know what I did before I manicured up? I sat in my bedroom for 15 minutes by myself and I journaled. I wrote up my AM thoughts. I have my PM thoughts. It's, and it's literally just like, get it out on paper. Yeah. Put it down. Um, and I, I, I used to despise journaling. I used to be like, oh, I don't need to pour my heart out. But I just get some of this stuff that's up in here, down in here, so it doesn't go into here. Right. Right? Because a lot of times I'm just like, if you don't plan either I to actually have that time in your day and make it a priority to do, because people could say, well, I don't have time to journal. Well, we all have the same amount of 24 hours in a day. I used to only journal for three minutes. It sounds like the silliest number on the planet. And I would physically write it in my planner. And this is something that I suggest for a lot of my clients. I use a planner. Actually, I happen to have it right here. It's called the self-care um, or the best self-journal. And I love it because, first of all, it's super adorable it's to look cute. at. Uh-huh. But <laughs> the thing about her is she has space for gratitudes. She has space for today was awesome. What would it look like? One thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, if I just get up and I actually go to the bathroom and wash my hands, did I win today? Yes, I did. Check. Thank you. Before when I used to use a journal or scheduler, I used to feel like I never got enough done and that I was a loser for the day because I never finished my to-do list. I was constantly chasing my to-do list, which was 20 pieces long. Um, I was never good enough. And then I thought, you know what, I guess I'll just try again tomorrow. Yeah. And then I was stressed that I didn't hit my goals for the day. And then my stress would lead to what? Food, wine, self-sabotage, negative self-talk, all of it. When I found this journal, it also asks you for habit tracking and to rate with a smiley face or a sad face or a neutral face what your, day, what your win of the day was as far as like emotionally. And right. it asks you to grade it out of a scale of 10. So it gives you the space to have days where you're super successful hitting all the checkboxes. You're also successful if you hit three of the checkboxes and then you can carry it over. But now I have space to do my Zoom call with you. I have space to get my workout or my walk-in because I time blocked it in. I blocked in an hour to scroll Instagram and have lunch. Now I don't have guilt because I'm on my phone. I blocked in the time. I also blocked in three minutes to journal and then to meditate. Sounds silly, but when I actually gift myself that three minutes, I'm just a little bit more conscious, yes. I'm a little bit more kind, and I'm a little bit more centered and grounded. So I always tell my clients, I'm like, look, you don't have to be me, mm -hmm. but I'm telling you, 
that the second that I gift myself with this time to actually connect to me, I'm a better me for a better you, for a better community, for a better home. So when we give ourselves that space, because my niche working is with women between 25 and 55, a lot of them happen to be moms or they um, are pet moms or they're running businesses. Okay, I got one of three. And they're all, everybody, I'm so they busy. they a baby. It's either their business, a real baby, or a fur baby. But they're one of three babies. babies. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, and, and for, full disclosure, I do not have children from my loins. I have some stepchildren. So, yeah. But, like, women who have physical babies come to me because they understand that's who I know how to help take their time back for themselves. Yeah. So, be it a fur baby, a business baby, or a physical human baby, there's always time for you, mama because you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. So I teach women how to pull it back. For themselves. And men too, for that matter. I don't talk a lot about the men. Um, but I Your do. husband, you coach him, right? You give him some. <laughs> so by proxy, he, that is, I mean, this guy has one, I call him, Jonathan has one quarantine. He has figured it out. Um, when I talk about people slowing down, um, now he has a very stressful job. And he had to transition working from home, but he also used to have to entertain clients. And when he stopped eating out as much and he started focusing on having actually a structured day with a planner, had nothing to do with me, but he kind of, like, I think observed it. He has a, he has his lunch hour from 12 to 1230. He has a berry salad with deli meat on it every day for lunch. Consistency. Doesn't, doesn't meal prep. Not a guy who wants to meal prep ever. Okay. He's opposite of me. But he makes his conscious choices and he sticks to his habits and he built it. Guy lost 15 pounds. Wow. He pelotons every morning from 7 to 7.30. Yeah. So he's figured out his life basically in quarantine he, and, and, and how his work goes. And he's like, when he's done at 4 o'clock, he comes upstairs, he does another walk. And I'm like, okay. And he's still enjoying cake and Captain Crunch and bagels. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the balance. It's the balance. And that's what we talk about all the time in our house. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to not eat the cookie. And, and that really means I, I don't want you to not eat the cookie either. I want you to enjoy what it is that you love. When you work with me, there's not a no food list. I don't give meal plans. You can have whatever you want. Anything is fair game. The only thing I don't want you to eat is the foods that make you feel uncomfortable or sick. Right. Other than that, you now have food freedom which then leads to positive self-talk and not this negative, oh, I was bad because I ate what? Burger, fries, shakes, whatever. It doesn't matter. I lived that lifestyle for so many years and I was tired of it. But when you can strike the balance of, okay, uh, we're having steak tips tonight and French fries and, you know, you know, I had coffee cake and with cream cheese frosting for breakfast. Now I'm going to have protein and a double veggie for lunch. Yeah. And not think about it. Well, that's what I love. So to kind of give, I, I want to share a little bit my cliff notes of how you and I, you know, how you, you set me up for success. So my tiny habits that you started me with were making sure that I was getting enough water, which was a lot more water. I thought I was a big water drinker and I wasn't drinking enough. It was really good for me to see that sometimes I was thirsty, not hungry. And that still is like, you know, so that was a big one. Uh, Putting the fork down between bites. That was huge. Like I was a quick eater because I wanted to move on to the next thing. And so even just those two tiny habits that you helped me start with, I saw a shift right away. And then the other thing is, you know, I think when people hear tracking macros or calories, they think it's going to be overwhelming. I thought it was going to be overwhelming too, because I am structured, but I also like to rebel against structure, which is where the coaching has been good for me. Um, But what I found was the way that you inched me into, hey, let's just focus on getting these calories first. Hey, then let's just add a little bit of protein. And then when it was time to really kind of button it all up. And I resisted. This is where the tough love came in. This was perfect because, you know, I've had a couple of conversations with my husband where I was like, you know, I think I could maybe do this on my own. And then the next day he said, what did you decide? And I said, no, I want the coach because in my business, I have a business coach. I have a coach and I see the value. I don't necessarily 
need that coach to fill every void in my business, but I need him to fill certain voids. And so you push back and you said, sure, you don't have to button everything up, but what do you want? Do you want the results or do you want to not have to put that effort in? And it was like the kind of question that I would ask one of my employees. So it was really good for me to say, okay, you know, I can't say I want this, but then not be willing to do this. And if I'm not willing to do this, okay, but then know that this isn't going to come. So those were the very practical things that you helped me with. Is that your approach with most clients? I would absolutely say yes. Um, however, at the same time, it's also very customized. Right. So when you said water goal and we talked about fork down, those are kind of general that I give to everybody. Because right. Everybody can use that kind of stuff. Okay. Not everybody's hitting the exact same water goal because it depends on when people give me their intake, like where I feel like I can push right. them. Um, I will also say that when you do, let me rewind here. I customize everything because even though there are generalities, ultimately I don't want any of my clients tracking macros for the rest of their life. So I have this global vision of you in, in any client intuitively eating. So again, just like we said, all right, we're going to zoom out six, nine, 12 months. Let's work backwards. I want you intuitive eating by um, December 31st. Okay. Cause that's your end date of working with me. Okay. Then let's have you starting to, you know, maybe only track three days a week starting in October. Mm -hmm. And then in June, we're still tracking hard macros because you have a goal of hitting an aesthetic. So what do I mean by all of that? Ultimately, I want to teach you intuitive eating principles. This is a big buzzword. Everybody's like, oh, just intuitively eat and you'll be fine. Whoever taught you what intuitive eating was? Right. Like that could get dangerous if you don't know what that means. Yes, it can absolutely be dangerous. It's like, well, I'll just intuitively eat all of this carrot cake. <laughs> it really good. Exactly. Like, well, you know what, sister? No. I'm sorry. If you have an aesthetic goal or a weight loss goal, you need to understand what a portion size is for you. I needed to learn what a portion size was for me. So let me take you back to when I was 30 pounds heavier, I was eating paleo, strict paleo, following all the rules. But guess what? Your girl was eating about 600 calories more per day than I needed to be eating. Mm. Okay. Even though it was within the parameters of the rules. So when I figured out, okay, let's not eat so much. Let's take it back a notch. Then I started losing weight. And then I was able to maintain my weight loss. And then I did something called a reverse diet where I was able to work my metabolism to a place where it could handle more calories. So then I could maintain my weight loss. And this is one of the reasons why working with a coach is pretty incredible. But ultimately, I always want my clients to understand the intuitive eating principles. So I start with you learning them in the very beginning of our coaching time together. Because even though I asked you to start tracking what I call macro light, which is just maybe just calories or calories plus protein, I still want you to say, oh, wow, I'm putting this fork to my mouth. I'm taking more than just five minutes to eat my lunch. I'm actually going to sit down. I'm going to take 15 minutes. I'm setting a timer to actually enjoy my meal, Yes. to take time for myself, to see that I'm physically moving the fork to my mouth and then putting the fork down between bites. Because when you go out to a date night with your hubs or when you go out to brunch with the girls, I want you to sit down. I don't want you to inhale that and then- You don't want me to take out my scale? Like my- Never. Little... <laughs> I will never. If, you, if somebody says, I want to travel with my food scale, I said, you're not going to We don't travel with that, okay? Um, I want you to say, all right, I know how to order off this menu with confidence. I'm also going to enjoy my conversation with my partner. I'm going to enjoy a mimosa. I'm also going to have a glass of water before- and one after instead of taking down three because Jacqueline taught me that that's a lot of calories and maybe I want to save that for pizza night with my husband tonight because we always have it on Sunday nights. Yes. So that's how I customize it, right? Okay. Now, intuitive eating, those principles help you to understand what 80% fullness is. Nobody ever taught you how to eat to 80%. I was clean plate club. My parents were like, you better finish that. Otherwise, you're not getting up Same. from the table, girl, right? 80s child. <laughs> Okay, but you can only get there if you're putting your fork down because your brain now has time to connect to your stomach. So that's what that step is. Yes. And then at least the 80%. And then 80% comes in when now I'm eating. I'm not weighing or measuring any food at all because I've already learned how to do that. 
I've eyeballed my portion and now I can sit down to a meal at my in-laws house. I can sit down to a meal on vacation and whatever the portion size that the restaurant decided I should get is not necessarily Jacqueline's portion size. So I'm going to eat to 80% and I'm going to just chill. And that's going to be it. And that's how I'm going to maintain my weight loss. So I'm going to enjoy my life. It's how I'm going to enjoy all the foods that I want to and desire to eat and make it so it's part of my lifestyle and never feel restricted or feel like I'm off track or off balance. Yes. And I think that's when you, you, the training part is, you know, people might feel like, oh, having to weigh my food or track it. It's, it really is this learning curve of like, I never knew what 28 grams of peanut butter was, you know, I never knew what, and I think knowing that now you're like, okay, I can see where I might've sabotaged my weight loss goal in the past, because what I thought was a serving size of chips was like three serving sizes of chips. And, you know, and the other thing I think that that helped me to do too, is to slow down and say, even if food isn't bad, there's certain food that I don't feel good after I eat and I'm noticing it because there's enough time in between having eaten it and tracking it that I'm like, Hey, you know, I think I shared that with you a couple of weeks ago. It's like, I'll eat a protein bar, but I noticed that when I do that first thing in the morning, I want sweets all day and I'm not as satiated as say when I eat a couple of eggs on a piece of toast or something different like that. So those cues are to me what you're helping your clients actually learn. And that's different for every single person. Absolutely, because what makes you feel good doesn't make another person feel good. And what you're going to stay consistent with um, is not what somebody else stays consistent with. Uh, when I first started tracking, I said, okay, I have all of these calories and macros I need to fit into my day. So I must, because I was following certain people like on Instagram and reading YouTube videos or watching them and blogs, that I needed to have three meals a day. They had to all be balanced in protein and carbs and whatever. So just like you, I started making observations. And I said, guess what? I don't really like eating breakfast. I actually love feeling full. I love having a big dinner. I like having a moderate lunch. I love dessert every day. So what if I start like intermittent fasting? What if I start having here and plugging my days in this way? So I started playing around with it. So being able to make those observations mm -hmm. and say, well, what do you enjoy? Because you don't have to have a protein bar in the morning. Or maybe you like that on some days because you're really busy and running off here. But then you know what's going to happen because you made the awareness and observation with now you're craving more sweets and then that's not going to feel satisfying. And when you experiment along, and here's the cool thing. I love it when my clients do that, especially you, when you have a coach alongside you, is you don't have fear now that when you make that shift or change that you're making a quote unquote mistake or that you're going to lose your, your weight loss gains or mm -hmm. whatever it is. And you're going to make a boo-boo. You know, you have the safety net of me to be by you and say, Hey, listen, I want you to experiment with that. Yeah. And maybe we'll put some more calories at breakfast or maybe we'll put more at dinner and know that it's okay. Cause I'm going to be right here with you. And if something changes and you're not comfortable, you tag team me with you on it and we make a game plan to, change it up or make a little tweaker thing here. And so you're in an individual and that's a beautiful thing. So being able to customize how you eat for your life and for your day, it may vary, but when you get in tune to that, it's such an honor to your body. Yeah. It really is. And then it, you, that's how you maintain it. That's really how you maintain the lifestyle and you never feel like you're without. Absolutely. And the reason that I thought that this would be such a great podcast, especially in our industry, we're predominantly women. I know there's a lot of men, but mainly it's women that are juggling a lot at home and at work is it isn't just about the aesthetics. Yes, we all want to look good. We all want to, you know, look nice in our clothes and things like that. But to me, the benefits that come from this kind of freedom to say, okay, I'm, I'm feeling good. I feel like I've got really good energy. And we didn't talk a lot about exercise and that, you know, we can save that for another time, but learning that whole lifestyle, I feel like now in a way it's bled into everything I do. So for example, I have an alarm that says shut off work at this time, because if you don't, you're going to, you know, you're going to want to overeat at dinner or do these things, you know, so that I, like go take a walk in the middle of the day, because if I'm just sitting here working and not leaving my computer, I know I'm not going to make the best choices or feel good. 
So I think if you could speak to just that a little bit, it's like, how does this go beyond just fitting into your genes? Like, how is this really, I mean, something so good for each individual to do for themselves? Well, I think you tapped into some of it there, Barbara, because you were saying, and this comes back to when in the beginning, I think you reach out and you're like, well, I just want to get to the end goal. Yeah. And I'm like, well, let's have you slow down and look at these things. And you started implementing that walk in the middle of the day because you made the connection that it's going to actually ask you, you're going to ask your body, well, I want to eat something different now, or maybe grab something that's not going to serve me. You started connecting those two to have awareness, but that took you time to understand and realize and make the change and shift because I can't throw that at you in the beginning. I can't say, well, guess what? You better walk at lunch um, because you're going to want a glass of wine at five o'clock. If you don't, Mm -hmm. you might tell me, who do you think you are knowing that that's what I'm going to be, but we can fast forward. And I don't know if that's what happens for you, but that could be what happens for me. But instead I removed stress in the middle of my day. I bumped up my endorphins release because I actually took a walk. I reduced screen time, which now doesn't bother my brain. And so now my brain feels less bogged down by, you know, overexposure and screen time. So now I don't feel like I need to release stress by drinking or overeating. And that's how we understand building into um, the habits with the lifestyle and how it bleeds into other things. I mean, this totally is a conversation for another podcast. (laughs) I'm going to say to you, I have women who are getting divorces. I have women who are finding other relationships and finding love. I have women who are moving across the country. I have women who are leaving their careers and starting businesses. This is is more than just macros because when we start to feel good in the body and then in the mind and the mind is connected to the body, women are unstoppable. So it's not just, hi, I can slide my jeans on a little bit easier today. It's like my mind is less because I now have a plan. I have a plan that I can ebb and flow through. And I have a lifestyle that I built that I actually enjoy because I'm balanced in eating. I'm balanced in mind. I'm balanced in moving my body. That's what it is. And so I help, you know, I don't even know if it should, it's live well with Jacqueline for a reason, right? It's, it's more than, it's live life, live well. That was my tagline back in 2008 when I started chiropractic and I never ever knew that it was going to become what it is. It's more than just eat right and lose weight. Mm-hmm. It's how do you want to live your best life? Because you can lose weight a million and one ways. So to me, this is a real shift in how you in a lifestyle. And so I love that you brought up your Instagram, live well with, with Jacqueline. People have to start there because I feel like I followed you there for a few months. I feel like you've helped me learn how to cook, learn how to build a plate, like, and you're just so funny to watch. You're just so much fun. So I think people should start there. But for those that are like, okay, I've got a few months left in the year, or I want to start the new year, right? How can people connect and work with you a little bit closer? Because you and I work in a, in a little bit more of an accountability uh, type of a coaching. And it's, and I think for people to know before I ask that, let me just say two things. One, what I love about this coaching is for me, I reached one goal and we're doing a reverse now where I'm just kind of maintaining and and you're helping me do that. And I'm going to reach a couple of other goals when I'm mentally ready to tackle that again. So I love that it's like the long haul type of a, a thing. So I think people should know that. And then two, the coaching that we do it's not like we're every day having this conversation. There is a check-in, there's questions that I ask, I do a weigh-in and a measurements and all of those things keep me accountable and then offer guidance, you know, through that, that platform. So how could people connect that way with you? Absolutely. Well, it's definitely Instagram. I love this for so many reasons. It's kind of a funny place because you get to know me, but I have no idea who you are unless you decided to be up to talk to me. But you just see this bobblehead like talking around and showing you the French Bulldogs and how to build a balanced plate and get out for your intentional walk. Um, that's a live well with Jacqueline. If somebody says, you know what, I'm interested in chatting more about my specific needs and goals, you can sign up for a 20-minute phone consult with me. You can do that via my link in bio at my Instagram, or you can go to my website, which is drboulet.com. Doctor is spelled out. Um, I think too, what I think is really something that you just touched on is that being able to say, listen, this is for the long haul. 
and there's autonomy. Yes, you're going to have a weekly check-in with me, but you got to be ready to put in the work. I really only want to have, um, my coaching, I take very seriously. Um, but I really want somebody coming into me, not expecting me to have all the answers for them or to handhold them. Um, I really want somebody saying, I've tried a lot of things. I'm ready to make the investment in myself to do some of the deeper work and to figure some of the things out on my own, but have the safety net of knowing that Jacqueline is here expecting to hear from me and she's going to keep me on track and she's going to give me some cheerleading and a little bit of tough love. But definitely stick on the Instagram because I give away so much for free yes. over there. I give away incredible, valuable content that will help empower you to make some small changes even right now. Yes. So go over there, follow me for a while. It's what a lot of people do. And if you like what I have to say, you like my personality, you're into a little Wisconsin accent showing up. <laughs> I love it. You know, then slide into DMs and say, hey, how can we get to take this to the next level? Yes, I love that. And I think that it was, I really wanted to say that because I know a lot of the women that we work with, they have so much responsibility. They don't want one more thing that they think is going to be that they're having to talk to somebody every single day. So it's not like that. It's just the right amount of, I would say the right amount of support with the right amount of challenge. And that is to me the perfect combination that it does. So, um, and for those that are thinking, oh, I'm not sure if I can, you know, this is a, a doable investment, but it's an investment in you. And like we talk about with any kind of education, you get to carry that investment for the rest of your life. It's not like a shirt that, you know, wears out. This is the way that you're learning through Jacqueline. You're learning for the long haul. So Jacqueline, thank you so much for being my coach and for giving a little bit of coaching to my Sprout community here. And I hope that you'll join me again because I feel like we still have so much to talk about. I think we do too. I'm excited. I love to do a part two ever. So thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure chatting with you. And of course, I love working with you as a coaching client. So again, thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to our next time together. Me too. So guys, I'll make sure to put all Jacqueline's information in the blog and in the show notes. And that way you can connect. Jacqueline, we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode and follow her. She is so much fun. And you'll, if you don't know how to cook, I, I feel like I've learned so many tricks and tips and I like to cook, but she, she just, she knows how to make it so easy and so doable. And if you guys go to marketing home, marketing you, I did an entire blog on this episode. So there's a little bit of kind of more of the framework of the, what I followed in working with her. And I hope if nothing else that this episode, if this is an area of your health that you feel, man, I just have neglected this area, that the conversation just showed how it was one little like habit. You know, she started me with such small things. I almost thought they were ridiculous. I almost wanted to buck the system <laughs> because I thought I knew better, but I thought I'm going to trust the expert. And I'm glad I did because with one little thing every single week, it just started to build and to build and it feels doable now. It doesn't feel like I overhauled. It just feels like I started incorporating new things. So head over to Marketing Home, Marketing You. You can see this episode. And I know you guys are going to love next week because we talk physical health this week. Next week, we're talking mental health and how to cope with anxiety. So I'll see you guys next week. Bye.